welcome to another episode of Angel City Chicks. And we have a special, special guest on today's episode that we are so excited to finally talk to since all the new developments have happened. Nina, tell yeah. everybody what we got going on today. So for those of you who've been following us for a while, you know Lindsay from, I believe it is episode four of Center Mid Chicks. And now we're happy to have her back on because Lindsay has done it. She has brought the NWSL <laughs> to LA. So welcome, Lindsay. How are you? Are you on cloud nine right now? Um, no, I'm, re I'm on Rebellion 99 right now. Oh, <laughs> yes, you are. I like that. I like that. Which we're going to touch on here in just a minute about all of that. And I think that's what's so exciting about today's episode is we're going to get a little more insight into what's been going on mm -hmm. since we learned about this just a couple of weeks ago and the new things that are happening and maybe talk about some things that I'll be uh, looking forward to in the future. So yeah. without further ado, let's kick it with Lindsay. Yeah. So Lindsay, why don't you start off by telling everyone who you are? Anyone who hasn't been around the NWSL 2LA movement. Who are you and what do you have to do with all this? <laughs> oh gosh. My name's Lindsay Rojas. I'm now the president of Rebellion 99, formerly known as NWSL LA. <laughs> I mean, to just kind of put it simply, I made a banner one time and everybody liked it. <laughs> Everyone liked it, everyone saw it, everyone supported it, and that brings yeah. us kind of to where we are at. But you didn't just first. make a banner, you made a banner and then you brought it everywhere. Yes. Yeah. How, how many places has that banner been? I mean, it's been all around California, it's been <laughs> to France, <laughs> and yes, yes. We like, we secretly take it everywhere with us just in case there's another photo, you know, opportunity that we don't know about. Um, but <laughs> I mean, we've taken it everywhere. The Olympic qualifiers, you know, I think a lot of people saw it there too, um, our black and white banner. We've just kind of been making more and more banners and people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, apparently they're magic banners because yeah. they did something that we have all been clamoring for for so long and knew that it was going to happen at some point. But a lot of it has to do with the fact that you were kind of leading the charge on this whole effort and just you just kept like hammering it into everybody that could see it. Like, listen, mm -hmm. you know, you put that thought in their head that, hey, yeah, we do need a team here. Or I'm sure there are people out there thinking, wait, we don't have a team here? Yeah. Okay. The phrase, if you build it, they will come. And you're like, if we all show up, <laughs> they'll just, they'll bring us a team. And it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your background in soccer? What made you want an NWSL team here in LA? Yeah, I mean, so my background is largely MLS. And I mean, in California, that's kind of all we all we really have in California is MLS, you know, at the professional level. And so, you know, when I actually met Mark, that was when we started going to some San Jose earthquake games. And that was my first foray into MLS. And that's because um, Chris Wondolowski went to the same college as Mark. So that was kind of like our oh. fun tie that we got to go and support Wando there. And cool. then when we were still living up north, 
that was when the U.S. Women's National Team came and they played a friendly at Avaya Stadium against Ireland. And that was actually my first experience into the Women's National Team. I mean, just from like the brief experience that I had with the Quakes and then going to the Women's National Team game, it was like night and day, just kind of the, the difference, the atmosphere, the, just the vibe that you got from being there. Just seeing those women on the pitch and just kicking ass, really, that changed something in me to just, like, see that. And ever since then, I mean, we went to Canada for the World Cup, gone to every women's national team game that's come to California. And, you know, we went to France. But this time when we went to the World Cup, I kind of, like, got tired of having to travel halfway across the world to see these badass women play. So that's kind of what inspired the very first banner was just, we need a team here. So you just got tired of waiting for it to come to you. And once again, you're like, if I gather a bunch of fans together, they're going to bring it to me. And and the fun part is, you know, you say that, and I remember reading what Julie Ehrman said, how that's what it took, is them all showing up into these common mm-hmm. spaces, showing up to these games, showing up to these events together, and just finally, over time, everybody finally started talking about it and saying, you know, why, why isn't this a thing? Why isn't this happening? How can we make this more relevant here in LA? I mean, we have the best talent, bar none, you know, across the league, right here in our own backyard. How many people would not love to just stay here and keep their talent here in L.A.? I mean, I think that's brilliant. And uh, I'm glad that, you know, everyone started showing up in those same spaces together. And it was a conversation that finally was able to be had Mm because I think we're all pretty excited about what is about to happen in L.A. over the next year and a half, two years or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. What is Rebellion 99? You know, we've talked about it a little bit. We know you're the president of it, but what is Rebellion 99? Um, Rebellion 99 is the official supporters group of Angel City. And uh, so we are really just going to be leading the charge and, you know, creating the supporter culture for our new team and really just making sure that, you know, when we do have players and when we finally get to kick off in 2022, that our team is going to have that support and that, you know, that the crazy chanting and the drumming and just that atmosphere that they deserve. They they deserve that so much. And I mean, I'm just really excited that we get to bring that for them and just kind of kind of change the narrative of supporter culture when it comes to women's sports. I think that's what mm-hmm. we're looking forward to the most. And can you talk about the significance behind the name that you guys chose? Yeah. Rebellion really stems from working against the status quo and, you know, just kind of fighting for equality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are all things that I personally have fought for in my life. And so Rebellion just kind of, it kind of speaks to like that constant fight, that constant fight to be treated the same. And, you know, to receive, you know, pay equality, to receive, you know, equal access to opportunities. And, you know, I think the biggest thing that I think us and Angel City, we use a lot is, you know, not really taking no for an answer. um, (laughs) Because I can't tell you how many times I've been told no in my life in soccer, in supporter culture, and just in like corporate America. But, you know, it's, it's just really inspiring to see people who've been told no come out the other side 
and show everybody, you know, I didn't really take no for an answer and look at what we were able to build. And yeah. so that's kind of like that inspirational factor. And then 99 obviously speaks to, you know, the 99ers in our ownership group. And so, yeah. Um, and I mean, also 99 is just like, it's just kind of a, a beautiful number just overall. And so I think it really is just kind of encapsulating a lot of our ownership group in the meaning of our name, but also showing that our missions are like completely aligned in raising the status quo and ensuring equality for everyone who comes to Angel City Games, who supports Angel City, for the players who play for Angel City, just ensuring that they have a voice and that, you know, this is a space for everyone. And I'm just really excited that this is what this team is standing for, because this is honestly what I've been fighting for my whole life. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. It's such a good story. And I love the meaning behind it and everything. But let's talk now about ownership and the independence from an MLS team. Because I know we were debating a lot previously about who would this ownership group be? Who's going to bring the team here? So how did that come about? How did you find out about the ownership? Did they contact you? Like, tell us about how you first found out and what it's like to have that independent team in LA. I, you know, I have to say, I think we were starting to be a little suspicious a few months ago um, when Natalie Portman and Alexis Ahedian shared our petition and they were really promoting what we were doing. And, you know, I'm really glad that they ended up being, you know, the force behind this ownership group, because I saw so many people like telling them to put their money where their mouth is, and they did it. And, you know, and (laughs) I think that was just, it was really inspiring to actually see that, see them like support us a few months ago, um, Mm -hmm. to now actually being owners in this, you know, in this team. And, you know, honestly, actually, it was a little over a week before um, Angel City was officially announced. And uh, Julie just messaged us on Instagram. And she just said, hey, can we just have like, can I just pass, like, throw some things past you? And so we were like, sure, of course. Oh, my God. Yeah, why would you say no to that ever, by the way? (laughs) So then, yeah, the the next day we jumped on a a Zoom call with her. And the first thing she told us is, you brought NWSL to LA. Did you, like, fall out of your chair? I, like, I'm not going to lie. I got really, really emotional. (laughs) Like, yeah. Oh, was, I mean, uh, you, you put your blood, sweat, tears, everything into this. So, I mean, I, I can only imagine when someone puts that much work into something in their life, whatever it may be, to see it come to fruition, there can't be any better feeling yeah. than that. No, I mean, I, was, I honestly, I feel like I was probably sitting here for like maybe a good minute before I actually said anything. Like, <laughs> I was like, are you, is this real? Like, like you're not you're not joking with us, right? Um, be a terrible then, you know, joke. Yeah, and you know she she let us know right then and there that you know Natalie and Alexis were a part of the ownership group, and you know she gave us some some extra details that then came out in in the official launch that Tuesday after. Man, that was the hardest secret I've ever had to keep in my life for a full week. And we were hosting watch parties with some of our supporters. And so 
anytime somebody would bring up the topic of, so do you think, like, what's the likelihood we're going to get a team <laughs> in LA? And it would just be me sitting here going like, nope, muting myself. I have to mute myself because I'm good yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, we'll see. I, I hope, yeah. hopefully it happens. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably never gonna end up. Like, don't get your hopes up. up. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I don't know, guys. It's not looking good, but yeah. we'll see. Oh my gosh. I probably, should, I probably should have played that card a little bit more, but I didn't want to be like evil. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when they posted the teaser and like everyone was saying like seven twenty one. Were you, was your phone just blowing up? Well, so actually I think, because we were actually provided all the assets ahead of time from Angel City. And so I think, I think our account was actually one of the first accounts that actually posted the teaser. So nobody really paid attention to it. And we had actually already planned a member meeting for that Tuesday, but our members didn't know that it was because we wanted to talk to them about our new team. Uh, they had no idea. So when we posted that, they just thought that that was like a reminder about our meeting the next day. But then as soon as Mia Ham posted hers, I then, then it blew up. And everybody, <laughs> in, and it, everybody in our Slack was just like, they were commenting about how they were crying and they were just oh. so emotional. And like, I just had to sit here and like not comment at all. And so everybody was basically like, we're taking Lindsay's silence as confirmation. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Cause I think that was probably the first time in this whole journey you've been silent. So yeah. I had to understand that probably meant something bigger than all of the, mm -hmm. you know, the noise and everything that had been made surrounding this. I'm sure they were fine with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. LA has been kind of a soccer hub for a while. You know, we've talked about all the great teams that we have here on both women's and men's side, collegiate and professional. So how do you plan to bring together this enormous LA fan base, not just for soccer, but sports in general to unite behind Angel City? It's really exciting because we're already doing it. Um, I mean, we're only two weeks in, you know, from the announcement of our team. And we have so many new members in our group from all different backgrounds who support both LA Galaxy and LAFC. And, you know, we have players in, in our group. Um, you know, we actually have one player who's in Iceland right now. So that's just like, you know, we have people from all around the world who wanted to join us. So you clearly have already developed quite the following for this team. So I definitely don't think it's going to be hard to get that. I hope that, you know, we all unite and come together and just make this the, the biggest thing that's been in L.A. for a while now. Yeah. So. I think that's something that I'm like personally really excited for um, because in California, we haven't had professional women's soccer for 10 years. And so most of us only know the U.S. Women's National Team or the Men's National Team or the Quake, LA Galaxy or LAFC. We only know those teams and, you know, the supporter culture behind those teams. So a lot of our community doesn't actually have that much experience with NWSL and the NWSL supporter culture. So I'm like really excited for 2022 when our community can come together and like experience 
NWSL because it's unlike anything else. And just like the supporter experience in and of itself is just totally different. It's a totally different game. And I'm just excited for people to see that because I, I mean, I know that there's a lot of people questioning the rivalry between LA Galaxy and LASC. But honestly, when this team comes here, I just, I don't even think that's going to be a part of the conversation anymore because people are going to see just how different this is. And you know, what it stands for. And I think that everybody's going to just be able to come together and support this team because they're going to see what they are here for, what Rebellion 99 is here for, and what just NWSL supporters are here for in general. So I think that's going to be a good thing for our community too. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm so looking forward to just seeing everybody come together. Um, we've been to some NWSL games and experienced them. We went up to Portland last year and watched the Thorns play, and that is an incredible, incredible fan base. So I can only imagine if they can bring that kind of energy there, we can do it so much better because we already do it in different facets and other sports. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited. There's just, there's just so much. I wish I could start like tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're starting also a professional team. You're starting a supporters group, which is very much an in-person personal experience in the middle of a pandemic. What challenges has that presented? Um, <laughs> all the challenges, really. All the challenges we didn't even know existed, I'm sure, to be honest. I mean, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because we are able to focus on like organization and the structure behind Rebellion 99 and, you know, all those things that might be hard to do if we have to be running around the world at every moment, you know, to go to games or to go to um, work and things like that. Honestly, that's been, you know, kind of something that's working in our favor. But obviously, the fact that we can't get together with our supporters, right. that's obviously a huge barrier. I mean, we want to start our drum and chant sessions like right now. Like, Absolutely. yeah. Yes. Like we have so many chants that we're already working on and people are getting hyped on and we just, we have to like figure out how to do these chant sessions like virtually. And I mean, it's sure. just, it's like impossible at some point, yeah. but it's, we'll get there. <laughs> one, one thing my husband has constantly said during this pandemic is, you know, I feel like there's going to be this great creative renaissance that's going to come from the pandemic, meaning people that were usually distracted by the outside noise and doing other things are actually having a time to sit down, connect with themselves, connect with what's around them, and actually create things that they may not have had the opportunity to do so. So I think this is a fantastic opportunity for you guys and those within this entire culture that we have to really put a lot of thought behind what's really going to happen and make like this grand opening of what this is going to be more spectacular than it may mm. have been had we been able to be together right now. So like you said, it's a blessing and a curse. Yes, we all want to be together. We all want to be doing this. I like, we want to share this with yeah. you. We want to feel your energy. We would have rather been in person for yes. an interview. <laughs> but I think by the time we get together, I think that it's going to be so much better than it probably would have been because we're going to, we're going to go to the drawing board. We're going to cut things. We're going to see what works and doesn't. And then when it's time, it's going to be dynamic. Yeah. I'll bring so. the tissues. 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure some time. of us are going to cry. We might cry a little bit. <laughs> and that's okay. I'm fine with crying. I've cried a lot in this pandemic. <laughs> but, but it's just okay. going to be such a joyous moment, I think, when we're all able to finally, like, get together. And when you see people behind, you know, their screen names or their handles, when you finally have that opportunity and it's going to be like, sorry, who are you? Or like, I know you, but right. Yeah. I mean, we've already met people because of this, that we, our first little kicking in episode we have is with Joanna. She mm -hmm. lives in Texas and it's just so crazy that that's already starting to form those relationships. So just think of what's going to happen in like another year and a half. Like what is going to snowball from all of this? So absolutely, it's, it's this far in right now. <laughs> this far yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, and I mean, that's like, that's like a, you know, a really great point. Because I mean, even just like in our Slack group, that's like kind of the main communication we have with our members right now. And we have so many members who are saying like, I'm so happy I found this community because I didn't know anybody else in LA was an NWSL fan or supported women's soccer in at any facet. And so, you know, just to know that we're connecting with them on that level, just virtually, I just, I can't wait to see how this is all going to grow when we can actually get together and build those in-person bonds with all of our members. It's a really unique situation. I don't think any other team or, or supporters group is probably going to have to go through this kind of launching period, but we're definitely using it to our advantage at least. Yeah. 100%. And yes. you guys are finding ways to get involved in the community already, which is, I think, a totally beautiful thing. You know, one of the first things that you guys have started with is finding ways to be engaging, but also finding ways to give back. That's been an incredible thing. Do you want to talk about your fundraiser? Yeah, we did one little fundraiser before the Angel City announcement, and that was for Athlete Ally and the NWSL Players Association. They were kind of fundraising for Athlete Ally. And so we raised about, um, I think it was like $375. And that was just, you know, a, like a really last second fundraiser. But you know, we were watching the games and we just wanted to like contribute more and be more active in giving back to especially the NWSL community in general. And then our second fundraiser um, was for the Downtown Women's Center in Los Angeles. And we raised um, a little over $3,000 for them in, I, it was about a week. So that was just like phenomenal because we had just officially, we hadn't even announced our SG name yet. We were just, we had only had our team announced for about a week and we were able to raise three grand for, you know, a really deserving organization in our community that's struggling right now because, you know, they need to support homeless women in Los Angeles. And so it was just really nice to be able to give back to them and to kind of establish at least like, you know, an initial partnership like that. Uh, but I mean, you know, fundraising, that's going to be a, you know, a really huge part of our platform because giving back to our community is, is really important to me personally, but also to all of our members, any member that I talk to giving back to the community. That's one of the biggest things that they look for in any organization that they join. And I think a lot of them were like, they were sharing how grateful they were that that was already ingrained in our mission to give back to the community. And so we're going to do that for forever. Yeah. Well, I can't even imagine that if this fundraiser raised that much money, that those numbers are only going to continue to grow and get bigger. And we're just going to be able to help more people 
within our community and do more things with it. So yes, we're going to do everything we can to help spread the word and make sure that we get as many people involved as well. Yeah. So one of the things we really like about Rebellion 99 is the fact that not only are they so tied to the community, but they've also got this very inclusive atmosphere. And I think that's been really tenant to not only Rebellion 99, but Angel City in general, you know, being an independent ownership group outside of anything in Los Angeles, and also just taking what the NWSL favors in terms of allyship and bringing that to a city and a state that are so progressive, you know, it, it's a very inviting atmosphere and it's been really nice to see. Right. I was going to say, I don't feel like there's anybody in the area that we're in that would be a fan of this team that should feel like they would be left out. We have the most diverse culture of probably the entire U.S. that's out there. So, yes, I think we can transcend all facets of all of that. And that that's what we are Angel City should really mean is we are all a part of this. It doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you know, race, gender, sexual preference, uh, religious preference, any of that. None of that should matter. Guess what? We're going to watch our women kick some butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to support each other and stand by each other on and off the pitch. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Super excited. Definitely. Ah. Huh. Can't wait. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe we still have to wait like a year to see play, but I guess I'll make it through. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do our best. to continue to provide the content, provide the teasers, keep the energy level as high as it was that first Mm -hmm. day that they announced this. Yeah, so are there any secrets you want to drop right now? Yes. Is there anything that you'd like to (laughs) tell Any insider scoop? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well said, well said. No comments. No comments. No, that's, that's, we wouldn't do that to you. We, uh, I love surprises to be honest. I don't. So I'm going to keep trying. So I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to just see every time, every day, like what is, you know, new, what's happening, you know, and just, yeah, I know that they're going to keep dropping some bombshells here and there and I, I'll be ready to talk about them when they happen. I'll be staying up late at night to make sure I don't She'll miss be them. thinking about it. I'll be just, I'll be sleeping peacefully in my bed and I'm going to be like, <laughs> yeah, she'll wake up and be like, oh, what a lovely morning surprise. And I'll be like at 3 a.m. Like, oh my God, they finally announced it. I've been waiting for a week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Sleeping has been difficult the past uh, couple weeks, like especially... I think the the week before the announcement, I probably slept maybe two hours a night, just like oh my gosh, all those thoughts running through my mind of like I can't believe this is happening, I can't believe this is happening, and yeah. then I can't tell anybody, and so oh. it was just like it was a very unique experience because it wasn't like you know it wasn't <laughs> a bad thing keeping me up, it was a tremendously amazing thing that was keeping me up, but you know I was still very tired. <laughs> I mean, it's like Christmas for like a kid. That's why, you know, you can't sleep the night before because you're so excited and you, I guess, well, for you, you probably knew what you were getting for Christmas. So that's probably how it's more like, I know because you hate surprises. You probably, you probably (laughs) snooped. No, I wasn't able to snoop. I I never knew what I was getting for Christmas. I never knew. Though I will say my parents number them (laughs) and we have to open our presents in a specific order. I have not heard of that. That's why, because were they themed or something? I I don't know. Sometimes things built on each other, but it was also to keep my brother and I in sync. So they didn't want him to get 
a bicycle and me to get socks at the same time. You know, they wanted it to be equivalent gifts. Yeah. I'm an only child, so I totally understand why I didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have a younger sister, so I can actually see the benefit of that um, that process. So I, yeah. I, I value that. And they'd that. be mixed up under the tree. So you have to like, okay, go find number two. Oh, there's like a game and a game. <laughs> Yeah, and so it'd be like number two Luke, number two Nina, and we'd have to both find our number twos, or my brother would usually end up finding both for us because I would just sit there and wait. Like, bring me my gift. <laughs> bring it to me. But yeah, we would both have to open number two at the same time because also, if we're both getting socks, you know, you don't want to ruin the surprise later on. Right. Oh my God. Oh, well, I'm glad we have that nice little tangent. But again, it had to be like Christmas where you knew kind of that something amazing was about to happen, so. You, I, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be able to sleep either. So I didn't sleep after the announcement. I didn't sleep for like two days, and that was after the announcement. Like, I, I've never had a problem sleeping. So, I mean, excited, not excited. I nope. I'm just like it's time. And she'll just either lay on a couch or crawl into bed. Doesn't matter. Maybe Nina. All she needs is like a blanket <laughs> that covers her yes. arms, not her feet, but like her arms. So I have just, a blanket. Done. It, it's 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 over. It's insane. It's sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. I'm Just, jealous. I need. I know. I get one. that a lot. A lot of people are like, I can't sleep better right now. <laughs> yeah, like I could lay down on this. Well, actually, I couldn't because this is actually so much fun right now. I'm having such a good time, and I'm so excited to like talk to you about all this. I actually couldn't sleep right now. I, but I'm, give her about 15 minutes. Oh no, when we're done with this call, <laughs> but interactively, not so much. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I, again, I wish we could just like go into chant right now and just experience what we're going to no. experience on like a game day. I, I can't wait. I love yeah. it. It's I can't wait for the announcements like uh, where we're going to play, the official team name, the official team colors. Right. There's and still a lot up in the air that we don't know precisely yet. And I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited for those. Like, that gives me actually something to look forward to. And I think that's one of the things right now with quarantine that a lot of us are missing is like looking forward to stuff because there's not a lot going on. We don't have trips planned. We don't have events planned, but guess what? We get to look forward to this. We get to yeah. look forward to an announcement that we're all gonna be excited about. And you know, I'm excited to see how they're gonna do it, how it's gonna all you know, unfold, and what merchandise I'm gonna start spending all my money on. I got a FedEx alert. I'm pretty sure my sweatshirt will be here tomorrow. Ooh, I don't know. I hopefully have mine will too. Oh, yeah, oh. I have FedEx alert set up on my phone. So anything that gets shipped to my house and somebody hit us up on Instagram and let us know that theirs came via FedEx. See, I don't because I like surprises. I don't. I like to go home and be like, oh, oh there she is. <laughs> she wants to know yeah. like what time of day it's going to be there. The guy that delivered it, what's his name and everything. So yeah. I'm just like, yay box. No, can't <laughs> handle that. I'm going to a planner. I, I appreciate the coordination. She's a, no, she's a planner. Thank God, because I need that in my life. And But I'm also very whimsical and very, like, off the cuff and, like, we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why this works so well. So. Yeah, makes me crazy. Um, so what players do you want to see? What are you hoping to see come to L.A.? Yes, have you thought about this? I mean, really – 
any player that originated in California should really be coming home. Uh, let's get Lynn Williams home, man. Um, let's get our Kristen, obviously Kristen Press and Alex Morgan. Th those are kind of the gimmies. I mean, even, you know, I've been kind of bringing up with, you know, a lot of our, our members how we were interviewing some players just a couple of, I guess it was a few months ago now, and asking them, like, why they'd want an NWSL team in Los Angeles. And, like, Katie Johnson was one of them. And so it's like, have Katie Johnson come home. If you want to come home, we got a team for you. But I know, yeah. I know, I know Sue's very, you know, y'all are really established up there in uh, Seattle, so I won't push it too hard, but, <laughs> but I mean, a, a girl can dream. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. And what are you looking forward to most in this process? Oh gosh, honestly, I don't talk to like too many people about this part, but I mean, you both know Mark and I, you know, just got married last year in France and, you know, in Vegas in November. And so for me, one thing that I've been looking forward to with just even bringing NWSL to LA and our movement before our team was even announced was just the possibility that our future kids, we could be building this for them. And... Aww. To be honest, like NWSL and that supporter culture and just the game in general, that's something I want for my kids. That's something that so many of our supporters want for their kids and their grandkids. And I mean, it was just so touching when we made our official SG name announcement. How many people shared photos of themselves with their grandparents who took them to the 99 World Cup and with their parents who took them to the 99 World Cup and made them like all matching you know, American flag short. And <laughs> we were not anticipating that kind of like feedback to just our, our name announcement of Rebellion 99 and people responding and retweeting our announcement with pictures of them from the World Cup and with their loved ones and their families. And I mean, that, I don't think there's any clearer picture of what NWSL and the U.S. Women's National Team is about and what, you know, just the women's game in general is about is that, you know, that family, that family experience. It's showing kids the possibilities and, you know, how if you believe something, you can, you can achieve it and that you don't have to give up on your dreams. And for me, just being able to now say that we're going to have an NWSL team in LA, I know that I'm going to be able to, you know, whenever we have kids, I'm going to be able to take them to these games and show them these women are amazing. They, these are some of the things that they've accomplished. These are some of the things they're fighting for. And these are things that I want you to fight for, you know, for yourself. And, you know, whether, you know, whether we have a boy or a girl, there are so many valuable lessons about respect, equality, and camaraderie that everybody can really just learn from this game. And I think that's why, I mean, it really is just like a dream come true on many different levels for me, my family, my, you know, future family, and everybody's family. I mean, I think that that is just really, really special. That's amazing. I work with a lot of people at work that have small children and kids and especially girls. And I remember when this announcement came out and I was talking about what was going on. And I just remember telling people at work that have small children that are girls. I, I remember saying, this is something you should be excited for. Like, this is something your future could be in this sport with your child. And I, I just, I'm trying to bring them in. Those that don't know about it, try mm -hmm. to introduce them to it because, you know, 
we have just given an opportunity to young girls here in LA that wasn't here before. And I think that is so exciting. It's something I know a lot of people are looking forward to. And yeah. I'm just so happy to see that it's here. This isn't even just an opportunity for young girls. It's an opportunity for young boys and, sure. you know, dads mm -hmm. and moms. And I can't tell you how many times somebody's kid wanted them to go to like a U.S. Women's National Team game. And the dad was just like, all right. But then they got there and then the dad became a fan. And mm -hmm. so it's just like when you get there and when you see it and you experience it, you see what they're about, you see what they're playing for, you see what they're using their platform for. And I don't know anybody who hasn't gone to an NWSL game or a U.S. Women's National Team game and hasn't fallen in love with not just the game itself and not just the players itself, but for like what it stands for and what young boys and young girls can learn from watching these inspirational players on the pitch. And I think that it's exciting for everybody. Yeah. Well, speaking about this amazing opportunity, there's another question out there that people need to be have answered. Yeah. How can people get involved? How can they find you guys? We still have our original social handles on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. I believe Facebook is at NWSLLA and Instagram and Twitter is at NWSL underscore LA, but those are the official accounts of Rebellion 99 now. So we're kind of using our, for, for at least now, we're still using our history of starting out as NWSL LA. And then when people find us, they see this is Rebellion 99. And so that's, that's the easiest way to get in touch with us. We do have SG member sign up form. So we're adding new members every day once they fill that out so they can find that on all our social media too. Is it hard to be a member? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing that a supporter just needs to have is just that passion and that fire and that love for the game no matter what. And for us, especially in the supporter realm, it really kind of just all comes down to like active support. Like who's going to be in the supporter section with us? Who's going to be cheering and chanting and drumming and waving flags and, you know, holding up a TIFO with us? All of those things for 90 plus minutes every game. And, you know, that's like kind of the basic version of active support. But I mean, even just members showing up to events supporting Rebellion 99, being active in our conversations, joining our watch parties, like that's all forms of active support too. And so, you know, really just if there's anybody who's wanting to just kind of elevate their Angel City experience, being a part of the supporter group is definitely the way to elevate that experience. I think that's a beautiful sentiment for us to end on. And once again, everybody, we are being joined today by Lindsay Rojas, the president of Rebellion 99, the woman who brought the NWSL to LA in the flesh or in the audio. We want to thank you so much for being a part of this and for coming back on with us and for everything you've done for this movement and how hard you've worked and what you're going to continue to do. You already have fans in the background. Yeah. You can hear that. They're so excited everywhere for what is happening. And again, Aww. we owe it all to you, Lindsay. Yes. Your passion is undeniable, unstoppable, and, yes. and unapologetic. Absolutely, which I think is exactly what We Are Angel City stands for. So yes. thank you for being that. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. I, I appreciate it. I, I really, you're too kind, but... 
I really just started the conversation. I'm uh, excited to have a huge group behind me now to really just carry this movement into active supporter culture. And I think that's just, it's, it's, it's everybody. There are so many people behind this. So, but thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Oh, it was our pleasure. Absolutely. And we're, again, we're so proud of you and we can't wait to see where this all ends up at the end of the day, I know it's going to be amazing and you're going to be leading the charge when it comes to that. No better woman for the job. Bye. And here's our fluff. Did <laughs> you see JR? <laughs> oh, and guys, this is Ike. Yeah, Ike, we have our little mascot doggo happening here. He's, uh, he's doing a great job. Yeah. He has a lot of questions later, so we'll get to him in a minute. Lower. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. There you go. There we go. We have a fan right here, right behind us, ready to go, guys. Yes. Thank you. He found the markers. He found the markers, folks. Ike needs to go it. investigate now. Yeah, here. We're going to let the dog go take care of that. Yeah. I'm a pro sleeper. Mut not much affects me. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Actually, sometimes I sleep really well because I think I'm going to get to the event quicker. You know what I mean? I, I wish my brain worked that way. <laughs> no, I am. Like, like last night I fell asleep at like 8.30. I'm like, I have to work tomorrow. You know what? Just go to sleep now and work will come faster and it'll be over faster. I don't want to prolong this process. And I did. I went to bed at 8.30. I woke up at 4.30 and went to work. So Because I go to work super early, that's why. Oh, Does yeah. work over faster? I mean, no, but in my head, I thought it was going to be. <laughs>